Hi and welcome to Mom 2.0, where it's all about restoring your energy to become your best self. I'm your host, Vicky Hapala. Let's get started. Diet culture has exploded in the last 40 years, yet people keep putting on more weight even when they're cutting calories like crazy and working out five to seven days a week. So what's the problem? Could it be that hundreds of thousands of people are just not trying hard enough? Or could it be that the diet and food industry is fueling this and profiting off the process? I vote for the latter. I've seen people try every diet out there, but being unable to stick to any of them for more than a month or so. Most often, a lot less. I personally have been on the roller coaster of setting good intentions and then after three days falling face first into a party sized bag of M&Ms. If you're one of those people that I'm describing, the first thing you need to understand is that it's not your fault and it has nothing to do with lack of willpower or self-control. Those will only get you so far. We also don't lack information. In fact, we're over-informed. We just have the wrong information. In the last five years or so, it's becoming more common to see the correct information out there, but it's still not really mainstream. And it's actually a lot simpler than you might have been led to believe. But simple doesn't always mean easy, especially in the beginning. Finding that right diet for you, and when I say diet, I mean way of eating, not restricting. It can take some trial and error, and you may not see results instantly in your body composition, but you should almost instantly feel changes in your energy levels, which is a great indication that you're going in the right direction. Instead of telling you what to eat and what not to eat, because I think that while there are definitely good guidelines for a starting point, everyone is different and there's not a one-size-fits-all. Even when you find a diet that makes you feel great, you might need to tweak that seasonally or around different life events. But I know that some of you want those guidelines as a starting point, and so I'll have a free download in the show notes for you. And at some point, I'll do an episode on nutrition and how to structure your meals. So instead of laying out a meal plan, I'm going to explain how your metabolism works, because I think that once you understand how it works, you can understand why you should eat certain foods and avoid others. A metabolism is a complicated sequence of chemical reactions, but its main purpose is to get your cells to perform their functions, like converting food into energy and repairing and building new tissues and also removing waste products. To understand how the metabolism works, it's important to first understand that our bodies require energy to function. This energy comes from the food we eat, which is broken down into nutrients during digestion. And the nutrients in our food, such as carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, are then transported to our cells, where they're used for fuel and various metabolic processes. One of the key processes involved in metabolism is called catabolism. This involves breaking down molecules to release energy. 
For example, carbohydrates are broken down into glucose, which can then be used by our cells for energy. Fats are broken down into fatty acids and glycerol, which can also be used for energy. Proteins are broken down into amino acids, which are used to build new proteins. They're also used for energy when needed, although it's definitely not the body's favorite fuel for energy. So that's why when you're tired, you crave carbohydrates, because your body knows that that is the quickest way to get energy. It's also worth mentioning here why sleep is the main factor in our ability to manage our weight. There are a lot of studies on this, and time and again, it's been shown that even slight sleep deprivation, meaning less than six hours a night, could cause you to consume around 300 calories more the next day. That's quite a lot when you go day after day after day. When you're sleep deprived, you need more energy, and so your body knows where to get that quick energy from. So no matter what good intentions you had for that day, your body's need for energy is going to override all of those good intentions. Okay, back to the metabolism. So we just covered catabolism, the process of extracting energy from the food you eat. And another important process in the metabolism is called anabolism, which involves building molecules. This is important for repairing tissues and building new ones. For example, amino acids are used to build new proteins and your body is made of proteins, which is why there's that saying, you are what you eat. In fact, because your cells are constantly regenerating, every seven years you have a completely new body. Okay, that was a lot. And you'll probably want to listen to that again. I've heard it explained in a number of different ways. And there are two analogies that I've heard that have been really helpful. And so I'm going to share those with you to help illustrate it. The first way is like this. Say you have a fire. The fire needs fuel to burn. If you keep putting twigs on it, it keeps burning, but it doesn't get hotter. If you put things like paper or junk on it, it will start to smolder. But if you put some logs on it, giving the fire some actual fuel, it makes it burn hotter and it burns the logs faster. If you want to get it hotter, you need to put more fuel. Not just anything, but something your body recognizes as fuel and can burn. So, obviously, in that analogy, your metabolism is the fire. And if you're under-eating and just feeding yourself twigs, your metabolism will do its best, but it can't burn more because it's trying to stay alight. If you are eating a lot of junk food that your body doesn't recognize as fuel, your metabolism starts to smolder and gets clogged up with all this junk. If, however, you eat real food, like proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, that's the equivalent of putting dry logs on your fire. It will burn hotter and faster, and that's what you want. So you need to give your body the fuel it needs in order for your metabolism to function this way. Okay, the other analogy goes like this. You have a car, and with a full tank of gas, you can get a lot done in a day. But when the price of fuel goes up, and you can only afford to put in half a tank of gas, you have to adjust. You can't do all of the things in the day that you could do with a full tank. And so you take shortcuts where you can, and you stop going to some places, and drive slower just to make it last. If, on the other hand, you try to fill up the other half of the tank with whatever you have on hand, like soda, 
you risk your car breaking down altogether. And the same goes for your body. If you don't have enough fuel, your metabolism has to cut corners, take shortcuts to preserve energy. If you're only ever filling up half your tank, you won't be able to function the same as you do on a full tank. I know that by restricting calories or doing intense workouts, you're hoping that you are going to tap into your fat stores to fuel your body. And of course, there's some truth to that. That's what fat stores are for, if your metabolism is efficient. But it's not that simple. For most of us, we are great at storing fat, but not so great at utilizing those fat stores for energy when we need them. Partly because we've been straining our metabolisms for so long that they don't function in the way that we need them to, and partly because we are surrounded by food 24-7, and most of it's junk food that our bodies don't even recognize as fuel. Overall, metabolism is a complex and essential process, and it helps our bodies to keep functioning properly. By understanding the basics of how it works, we can make better choices about the food that we eat and how we fuel our bodies for optimal health. I really hope that this episode was helpful. If you need to, go and listen to this again, and I'll also put some links in the show for other podcasts that explain it in a lot more detail. The more we learn about how food affects our bodies, the more inclined we are to choose the better foods, because the goal is to have as much energy as you can so you can enjoy life and not just coast through feeling like you need to take a nap all the time. Of course I still eat junk food from time to time, but a lot less often than I used to because of the way it makes me feel. The more you start choosing whole, real food, the better you'll feel and the easier it gets to keep choosing the foods that make you feel good. I hope you got a lot of value out of that episode. Please feel free to share it with someone you think it may help. And if you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate you taking the time to leave me a rating and review. It would really help the show. All right. Have a great day. And don't forget to hit subscribe if you haven't already.